There are some things in this world that are near and dear to my heart. Some little things that probably don't get as much recognition as they deserve. So I'm here to shine a light on the little guys today. The overlooked and the easily forgotten. When I say the word folding chair, I'm talking about lawn chairs. The ones in the bag that you unfold and sit on around a fire and enjoy the company of friends and family. There's nothing like enjoying some s'mores around a fire, joking and laughing with your brother while leaning uncomfortably out of your lawn chair to roast that marshmallow to perfection. But you know what you need after all those marshmallows? Some good toothpaste. I, mm, I apologize for that very cheesy transition. But you try linking lawn chairs and toothpaste together, it's very difficult. Someone in this great wide world thought it would be a good idea to release bacon-flavored toothpaste. Now, I haven't tried it, but I can't tell if they're a genius or they need to be stuck in a psych ward. But for the time being, I'm just going to stick to my minty toothpaste. Along with my electric toothbrush, can we take a moment to think about how wild electric toothbrushes are? Here's a little motor attached to some stiff pieces of plastic that are going to clean my teeth with some minty sauce. Okay, I might have been able to phrase that last part a little bit better, but where's the fun in that? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, and welcome to Cozy Comatose, where your sleepy host dives into history to help you fall asleep. Tonight, we'll learn about folding chairs, toothbrushes, and toothpaste. So please keep your hands and feet inside the ride at all times. And please, buckle up. Folding chairs or stools were used as seating in the Mediterranean area in the 15th to 13th century BC. The chairs were also used as grave goods in the richest graves. A folding chair of ebony and ivory with gold fittings was found in Tutankhamun's tomb in Egypt. Folding chairs were already used in the Nordic Bronze Age, ancient Egypt, Minoan Greece, and ancient Rome. The frame was mostly made out of wood, and seldom made of metal. The wood was inlaid with artistic carvings, gilded, and decorated with ivory. In Northern Europe, the remains of more than 18 folding chairs are known, dating back to the Nordic Bronze Age, such as the Danson folding chair and the Goldhoge chair found near Vamdrup, Denmark. The folding chair became especially widespread during the Middle Ages. It was treasured as a liturgical furniture piece. Since the 15th and 16th centuries, the folding chair has mostly had arm and headrests. Of course, newer chairs, which are often found at functions and events, are also called folding chairs. They are portable and easy to use. In the United States, an early patent for a folding chair was by John Cram in 1855. By 1947, Frederick Arnold created the first aluminum folding chair with fabric strapping for a back and seat. By 1957, the Frederick Arnold Company of Brooklyn, New York was manufacturing more than 14,000 chairs per day. Today, the folding chair is mostly made of hard plastic or metal or wood. Folding chairs can be divided into different categories. Specifically modified and lighter folding chairs are used as weapons in professional wrestling. 
The investigation into Chris Benoit's death cited chronic traumatic encephalopathy, which is often caused by chair shots to the head and other related concussions as a leading cause of his symptoms. Chair shots to the head are now banned in the WWE, and their use of chairs was toned down to prevent related injuries. Toothpaste. Since 5000 BC, the Egyptians made a tooth powder, which consisted of powdered ashes of ox hooves, myrrh, powdered and burnt eggshells, and pumice. The Greeks and then the Romans improved the recipes by adding abrasives such as crushed bones and oyster shells. In the 9th century, Iraqi musician and fashion designer Ziriab invented a type of toothpaste, which he popularized throughout Islamic Spain. The exact ingredients of this toothpaste are unknown, but it was reported to have been both functional and pleasant to taste. It is not known whether these early toothpastes were used alone, were to be rubbed onto the teeth with rags, or used with early toothbrushes, such as neem tree twigs and miswack. Tooth powders for use with toothbrushes came into general use in the 19th century in Britain. Most were homemade with chalk, pulverized brick, or salt as ingredients. In 1866, Home Encyclopedia recommended pulverized charcoal and cautioned that many patented tooth powders that were commercially marketed did more harm than good. Arm & Hammer marketed a baking soda-based tooth powder in the United States until approximately 2000 and Colgate currently markets tooth powder in India and other countries. An 18th century American and British toothpaste recipe called for burned bread. Another formula around this time called for dragon's blood, a resin, cinnamon, and burned alum. By 1900, a paste made of hydrogen peroxide and baking soda was recommended for use with toothbrushes. Pre-mixed toothpastes were first marketed in the 19th century, but did not surpass the popularity of tooth powder until World War I. Together with Willoughby D. Miller, Newell Sill Jenkins developed a toothpaste and named it Colonos, the first toothpaste containing disinfectants. The name's origin is from the Greek kolionosis, meaning disease prevention. Numerous attempts to produce the toothpaste by pharmacists in Europe have been uneconomic. After returning to the U.S., he continued experimenting with Henry Ward Foote, professor of chemistry at Sheffield Chemical Laboratory of Yale University. After 17 years of development of colonos and clinical trials, Jenkins retired and transferred the production and distribution to his son, Leonard A. Jenkins, who brought the first toothpaste tubes to the market on April 13, 1908. Within a few years, the company expanded to North America, Latin America, Europe, and Far East. A branch operation opened in London in 1909. In 1937, Colonos was produced in 22 countries and sold in 88 countries. Colonos has mainly sold in South America and in Hungary. Colgate Palmolive took over the production of American home products in 1995 at the cost of 1 billion US dollars. Fluoride was first added to toothpastes in the 1890s. 
Tanegra, containing calcium fluoride as the active ingredient, was sold by Carl F. Tolner Company of Bremen, Germany, based on the early work of the chemist Albert Denninger. An analogous invention by Roy Cross of Kansas City, Missouri, was initially criticized by the American Dental Association, known as the ADA, in 1937. Fluoride toothpastes developed in the 1950s received the ADA's approval. To develop the first ADA-approved fluoride toothpaste, Procter & Gamble started a research program in the early 1940s. In 1950, Procter & Gamble developed a joint research project team headed by Joseph C. Mueller at Indiana University to study new toothpaste with fluoride. In 1955, Procter & Gamble's Crest launched its first clinically proven fluoride-containing toothpaste. On August 1, 1960, the ADA reported that Crest has been shown to be an effective anti-cavity dentifrice that can be of significant value when used in an applied program of oral hygiene and regular professional care. In 1980, the Japanese company Sangi Co. Limited launched Apident, the world's first remineralizing toothpaste to use a nanoform of hydroxyapatite, the main component of tooth enamel, rather than fluoride, to remineralize areas of mineral loss below the surface of tooth enamel. After many years of laboratory experiments and field trials, Hydroxyapatite agent was approved as an active anti-caries agent by the Japanese Ministry of Health in 1993, and given the name medical hydroxyapatite to distinguish it from other forms of hydroxyapatite used in toothpaste, such as dental abrasives. In 2006, BioRepair appeared in Europe with the first European toothpaste containing synthetic hydroxylapatite as an alternative to fluoride for the remineralization and reparation of tooth enamel. Biomimetic hydroxylapatite is intended to protect the teeth by creating a layer of synthetic enamel around the tooth instead of hardening the existing layer of fluoride that chemically changes it into fluoropatite. Before the invention of the toothbrush, a variety of oral hygiene measures had been used. This had been verified by excavations during this has been verified by excavations during which tree twigs, bird feathers, animal bones, and porcupine quills were recovered. The predecessor of the toothbrush is the chew stick. Chew sticks were twigs with frayed ends used to brush the teeth while the other was used as a toothpick. The earliest chew sticks were discovered in Sumar, in southern Mesopotamia in 3500 BC. An Egyptian tomb dating from 3000 BC and mentioned in Chinese records dating from 1600 BC. The Indian way of using tooth wood for brushing is presented by the Chinese monk Yijing when he described the rules for monks in his book. Every day in the morning, a monk must chew a piece of tooth wood to brush his teeth and scrape his tongue. And this must be done in the proper way. Only after one has washed one's hands and mouth may one make salutations. Otherwise, both the saluter and the saluted are at fault. In Sanskrit, the tooth wood is known as the danta skatha, danta meaning tooth, and katha meaning piece of wood. 
It is a 12 finger widths in length, and the shortest is not less than 8 finger widths long, resembling a little finger in size. Chew one end of the wood well for a long while, and then brush the teeth with it. The Greeks and Romans used toothpicks to clean their teeth, and toothpick-like twigs have been excavated in Qin Dynasty tombs. Chew sticks remain common in Africa and rural southern United States. And in the Islamic world, the use of chewing stick miswak is considered a pious action and has been prescribed to be used for every prayer five times a day. Miswaks have been used by Muslims since the 7th century. Twigs of neem trees have been used by ancient Indians. Neem, in its full bloom, can aid in healing by keeping the area clean and disinfected. In fact, even today, neem twigs, called datun, are used for brushing teeth in India, although not hugely common. The first bristle toothbrush resembling the modern one was found in China, used during the Tang Dynasty. It consisted of hog bristles. The bristles were sourced from hogs living in Siberia and northern China because the colder temperatures provided firmer bristles. They were attached to a handle manufactured from broom or bone. In 1223, Japanese Zen master Dogen Kigen recorded in his Shobogenzo that he saw monks in China clean their teeth with brushes made of horsehair tails attached to an oxbone handle. The bristle toothbrush spread to Europe, brought from China to Europe by travelers. It was adopted in Europe by the 17th century. The earliest identified use of the word toothbrush in English was in the autobiography of Anthony Wood, who wrote in 1690 that he had bought a toothbrush from J. Barrett. Europeans found the hog bristle toothbrushes imported from China too firm and preferred softer bristle toothbrushes made from horsehair. Mass-produced toothbrushes made from horse or boar bristle continue to be imported to Britain from China until the mid-20th century. Indexo was a finger toothbrush made in New York. Indexo was a finger toothbrush made in New York from 1901 to 1919. It is made entirely of rubber, which has been shaped to fit over the index finger. In the UK, William Addis is believed to have produced the first mass-produced toothbrush in 1780. In 1770, he had been jailed for causing a riot. While in prison, he decided that using a rag with soot and salt on the teeth was ineffective and could be improved. After saving a small bone from a meal, he drilled small holes into the bone and tied into the bone tufts of bristles that he had obtained from one of the guards. Passed the tufts of bristles through the holes in the bone and sealed the holes with glue. After his release, he became wealthy after starting a business manufacturing toothbrushes. He died in 1808, bequeathing the business to his eldest son. It remained within the family until 1996, under the name Wisdom Toothbrushes. The company now manufactures 70 million toothbrushes per year in the UK. By 1840, toothbrushes were being mass-produced in Britain, France, Germany, and Japan. 
pig bristles were being used for cheaper toothbrushes and badger hair for more expensive ones. Hertford Museum in Hertford, UK holds approximately 5,000 toothbrushes that make up part of the Addis collection. The Addis factory on Ware Road was a major employer in the town until 1996. Since the closure of the factory, Hertford Museum has received photographs and documents relating to the archive and collecting oral histories from former employees. The first patent for a toothbrush was granted to H.N. Wadsworth in 1857. It was patented in the U.S., but mass production didn't start until 1885. The improved design had a bone handle with holes bored into it for the Siberian boar hair bristles. Unfortunately, animal bristle was not an ideal material as it retained bacteria. It did not dry efficiently and the bristles often fell out. In addition to bone, handles were also made of wood or ivory. In the United States, brushing teeth did not become routine until after World War II, when American soldiers had to clean their teeth daily. It has been discovered that compared to a manual brush, the multi-directional power brush might reduce the incidence of gingivitis and plaque when compared to regular side-to-side -side brushing. These brushes tend to be more costly and damaging to the environment when compared to manual brushes. Most studies report performances equivalent to those of manual brushing, possibly with a decrease of plaque and gingivitis. An additional timer and pressure sensors can encourage a more efficient cleaning process. Electric toothbrushes can be classified according to their speed and their movements as standard power brushes, sonic toothbrushes, or ultrasonic toothbrushes. Any electric toothbrush is technically a powered toothbrush. If the motion of the toothbrush is sufficiently rapid to produce a hum in the audible frequency range 20 Hz to 20,000 Hz, it can be classified as a sonic toothbrush. Any electric toothbrush with movement faster than this limit can be classified as an ultrasonic toothbrush. Certain ultrasonic toothbrushes, such as Megasonics and the Ultrio, have both sonic and ultrasonic movements. Now, before I get a dozen emails about how crazy sonic toothbrushes are, or that lawn chairs are centuries old, please remember that I did warn you that this one was going to be wild, and I did ask you to buckle up and keep your hands and feet inside the ride at all times. Thank you for listening to Cozy Comatose. If you have any feedback, questions, or comments about the show, my email door is always open at cozycomatose at gmail.com. And if you have something specific you'd like to fall asleep to, please let me know. Sweet dreams, everyone. <laughs>